You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Welcome to Investing Month. Yes, Kate, we are talking about investing for the whole month of August. Yes, on the finance podcast. So if you're new here, we talk about money, we talk about improving the way you spend your time, your life, your career. We talk about wills, we talk about superannuation. But this month, we're specifically talking about investing and everything that includes, including what on earth it is, why you should care, and why we think it matters. And also then going into different types of things you can invest in and how to actually buy it. Yeah. So end to end, whether you're a beginner or more advanced, it's probably more on the beginner side, but there will still be tidbits for you if you are more advanced. And who doesn't love to go back and see if they've missed something too? Yeah. And we'll include resources along the way. And this will give you a great foundation to listen to all of our other fantastic interviews we do on the show with investors and all sorts of people in the finance world. And hopefully mm. we do, if we do our job right, we make things a little bit simpler and show you that investing doesn't have to be complicated. It isn't like what the media shows you. You can actually set things up very simply and you don't have to worry about it every day. Yeah. So these are going to be bite-sized episodes probably 20 minutes uh, around about that. And you can digest them on your way to work or on your way home or just when you're doing something around the house, going for a run, whatever. Uh, and we're going to tackle kind of like one big topic in each episode so you don't get overwhelmed. We don't get overwhelmed by trying to bombard you with too much information. And you can have like a, a takeaway and we'll summarize each episode for you as well. So in this first episode, Kate, I think it is really important just to ask this very simple question of what is investing? 
Investing is simply the act of using the money I have today to buy something、mm-hmm. in, with the plan that in the future I'm going to have more money and more options. Okay. So, sounds pretty simple. You put money somewhere, it makes more money. Yes. Correct. What are the, how does that money make more money? Like, what,、uh, like what are the ways that you get a return? So, a simple way to describe it is I have a business. So, I'm going to put some money in that business. I'm investing in that business. So, in the future,、mm-hmm. the business will be able to make more money. So, they may be able to pay out some income to、mm-hmm. me as an investor. Income.、Okay. So, if,、yep. if they're making money, they can choose to give me some of that money. Yep. Or the business might get more customers, it might put out more products and become a better business over time. And so my investment in that business is worth more in 10 years because the business has grown and become more successful. Okay, so you could buy something, it might pay you some income,、uh, and it could also go up in value. Yes. But obviously, there's risk involved in that. So, how does that differentiate with, say, savings? Yeah. So, a lot of us have been putting money in a savings account this year. Banks have been paying quite attractive interest rates. We're finally being rewarded for saving money, which、mm-hmm. is great. And it's fantastic for anyone working towards short term goals. Maybe you're saving for a holiday or putting money aside for a house deposit. But if you put your money in the bank, you're going to be paid. Interest, so your money will grow over time,、mm-hmm. but usually at a slower rate to if I put money in an investment. And the reason for this is there's an element of risk involved. So when I'm investing in a company or a property, there is a risk that my investment could fall in value. And in time, I may have less money than what I had today,、mm. but I could also have more. And a lot of that comes down to what we choose to invest in. If we diversify, so that's something we'll talk about in this series of not putting all of our money in one single company or one single property and actually mixing it across a variety of things. So, if we look back at the savings account, I may benefit from earning interest on my money, and、mm-hmm. some savings accounts are guaranteed up to $250,000 by the Australian government. So, this is called an authorised deposit taking institution. It's a big word. You'll see the, word, the acronym ADI、mm-hmm. mentioned on your bank account in the fine print if it is. And there's also a list we can include in the show notes. So, that means that your money, if anything happens to that bank, is guaranteed up to that limit. By the Australian government. So make sure that your provider is an authorised deposit taking institution. So you get interest on your money, but you also don't get to benefit from capital growth. So you're invest, because you're not investing, you're just putting money in the bank account. It isn't growing、mm. in that respect, but you are getting interest on your money. Whereas if you invest in things like shares or property, they hopefully grow over time. So you get that、mm. benefit, but you are also putting money at risk. Okay. So you get the, the two pronged benefit, I guess. And we'll have a separate session on cash and how that works、uh, further on. But、uh, what you're getting at is this idea of an asset, which was covered really well in the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. For those of you that have read it, you will know this、um, talking about things that go up in value as well as paying an income. Some people, however, think, and we'll, we'll cover that in a in later episode, but some ha- people, however, think that、um, investing. Is kind of like a casino, you kind of put your money in. You said hopefully before people get pretty worried about that. 
And I think what we're talking about is investing as opposed to what some people will say is trading, which is what you hear a lot about like on advertisements or from other people who say that they're investors. But what we would do is we'd characterize them as traders because they're trying to buy low, sell high. They're trying to pick which stocks go up one day and then up the next day. We're more saying, no, we're here for 5, 10, 20 years. So it's a very different style of using the stock market. Yeah, we take a very measured and slow approach to building wealth. So it's not something we're trying, we're not trying to double our money overnight by picking something that the media talks about or we read about on a forum. Like we would classify that more as gambling or speculating. We're trying to invest in assets like a company or a property that we believe will go up over time because of the research we've done, because of all of the the history we've looked at, but we're taking a very long-term approach to mm. that. So we're looking at five to 10 years of putting our money aside and not touching it at minimum. Yep. Which makes a lot of sense. Okay. So you get, you get growth from the company's value going up. Um, we'll use the analogy of a, of a coffee shop in a little while. Um, but you also get income that comes from that. But you can also get growth in income. So meaning that the company can pay more income in the future because it is growing. Yeah. So I've seen that before. I've seen companies where someone's invested and then five or 10 years later, they still have those shares. But the dividend that they now receive is more than their entire original investment. And they receive that every year. So the dividend or income can also grow. Um, and so maybe we, we just use a really simple example that we'll carry throughout the show. Um, and the way I thought about this when I was younger, Kate, was when I learned about investing, I realized what it could do. I, I realized that if a company has or a business has a profit margin, and I'll be very uh, basic with this one, but um, if a company has a profit margin of 10%, so let's say McDonald's has a profit margin of 10% or a cafe has a profit margin of 10%. What that basically means is every $10 that the customer hands over, the company gets to keep you know, one of those. So if you go in and you buy, say, a $5 cup of coffee at a local cafe, uh, the cafe itself gets to keep 50 cents. Now, as an owner of that business, you could then choose to pay that out as income or you could keep it inside the business and then reinvest it in another coffee machine or another store or whatever, and eventually that would grow. Uh, and that's basically the company growing over time. But it could do both. It could keep some of it and pay some of it back to its investors. And so as a shareholder in a company, that's all you have is you have like the direct line to that business. And that's really important to understand because a lot of people think that investing is just like watching things go up and down on a screen. Yep. Green and red and yeah. flashing lights. And all that is is just the changing of the share price, the, the, the price of the, the to be able to buy a, a slice. Um, but we say, no, don't focus on that as much. Focus on the company. So focus on how many cups of coffee are getting sold. Focus on how much profit is being kept and how much is being paid back to you. And if you just focus on those things, we call them fundamentals because it's like the fundamental value of a business. Um, you're going to do much better. Okay, so we've covered like what is investing at a higher level. People can probably get the sense that there's a good reason or a few good reasons to consider investing. And we probably all know it in the back of our mind, but why specifically, Kate, should we all consider investing? One of the biggest reasons is inflation. And you've probably talked about this with your friends this year because all of our grocery bills have gone up. Our electricity providers have sent us notices recently saying our prices mm. are increasing. Our landlord might have jacked up our rent. So 
things are getting more expensive. And one of the reasons we invest is to combat inflation. Because when I was having a bit of a research before this episode, a decade ago, a cup of coffee in Melbourne cost around $3.50 on average. And now you'd be lucky to get $5 at minimum, especially in Melbourne and the places Owen and I go to. And so by investing in assets, and by that we're talking about shares, property, other things we'll discuss through this series, we're hoping to build wealth over time that outpaces inflation, so that grows at a greater rate, so that the money we have today, we can still purchase things that we want in the future. And if we just leave that money in a savings account, chances are we can't buy as much in 10 years' time. Yeah. So there's a really that's a really good uh, example. So you want to put your money somewhere where it can grow faster than your costs are rising as yeah. a minimum. But a lot of people don't see that, right, Kate? They see a 5% interest rate, for example, in their bank account. And I think, wow, I can get 5% in my bank account. I don't need to invest. But the elephant that you don't see um, that's also in the room is inflation. And this year is a good example. We've had 7% inflation at the same time as 5% interest rates. So a little quick, little a little bit of math here for anyone that is a saver and not an investor. If you earn 5% interest, you're going to be paying tax on that interest. So it might come down to 3%. Meanwhile, inflation's at 7%, which means at the end of the year, you're going to be, after tax, say $3 richer. But you're going to be going backwards 7%. So you're going to be $7 poorer. In effect, you've gone backwards, even though you think you're making money. You see a bigger number, but you, you get less coffee. You get less groceries. And now investing, you could say, well, investing might have gone backwards too. But over the long term, on average, it goes up fast, much faster than inflation. Mm. And that's the key difference. And that's why a lot of people who are investors get much more wealthy, much, much more wealthy than people who don't and people who save alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And it's using the resources we have today from money we have left over each month from our day job, maybe side hustle, maybe our bonus that we're putting aside and putting to work for future us. So we have more choices in 10 and 20 years time to spend time with our family Mm -hmm. or to go on that holiday or to take a year off from work. So it's sometimes people talk about the word sacrifice. We like to talk about it as prioritizing the way you spend your money. So it's it's not just locking it aside. You're actually spending it on future you and for more choices in the future. And choice, Kate, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you may be the expert on this one. Choice meaning that people get more control, yeah. which may bring more happiness for them. There is research that shows the more control and choices we have over our lives and what we do with our day-to-day activities, the happier we feel. And so if we can start building wealth, it might only start with $100 today. But that builds mm. over time. Yeah. So there's a joke uh, that I heard once and people say money doesn't buy happiness. But then the joke is um, I just still like the opportunity to try. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that like pursuing money as, a, as something is actually not 
um, not like a worthwhile pursuit for different, many different reasons, and we'll come to those in future episodes. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you have more money, you do have more control. Yeah, and you have a lot more choices, and you also have the opportunity to help more people in your friends, family, and community. I think sometimes we see building wealth and investing as a bad thing, and mm. we don't talk about it, and we don't have these conversations, and it just seems weird to talk about how much we got paid or what we invested in last week. But that's what we we try to change that conversation on this show. So we make money a positive conversation to have because of the positive things it can do for us. Sure, yeah. money can create negative circumstances, but it can also be used to create a lot of choice and options and ways to give back. And so thinking about it in a a different light, I think helps you start investing because there's so many reasons why we don't invest. Yeah, there is indeed. And this is what we call limiting money beliefs. So people that um, have a reason for not investing, and there are so many of them, we'll cover them in a later episode. But um, like the obvious ones are people think that the stock market in particular is like gambling. Uh, so therefore, it's just you're going to lose money if you go in there. I don't know enough. Um, there are so many things that people are scared of when it comes to money. And fair enough, because you work hard for that money and then you put it into something which you don't understand fully, it seems really scary. Yeah. And one of the research papers I was looking at from the World Economic Forum recently, they were looking at why invest well non-investors from many different countries have chosen not to invest. And the three biggest reasons they found were people were scared of losing money, which is a really common fear. And if you're listening, this is something you might have felt. A lack of knowledge or they just find it all too confusing because there's a lot of jargon and things that get thrown around. You see news articles that make it sound really, really overwhelming. Or there's a belief that you need more money to start. So hopefully by the end of the series, Mm. we'll have tackled all of these things to make you feel a little bit more knowledgeable about investing to make you understand that there is risk involved, but we can reduce that risk for a variety of things like Mm. diversification and that there's a lot of options where you can start with just $5. So you can become an investor today. Yeah, there are so many different things you can do. So we'll be stepping through all these things, but some of the, just in short, some of the things that people might feel is you might feel like it's not, you're not good enough, like you're not smart enough. uh, You don't have enough knowledge. Uh, you don't have enough money, not enough time. There's so many choices. How do I choose one? Um, and then there's, uh, I mean, there's so many off the back yeah. of that. And that's a big thing. I was speaking to a friend on the weekend and they said, I can't invest because I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good at maths. I've never understood all of that Excel stuff. And that's mm. something we want to bust here that you don't need to have a complicated Excel spreadsheet. You don't need to have done well in year 12 maths to be an investor. There's a lot of ways that you can build wealth very simply without having to stare at a computer screen all day. Yeah. And uh, the more we've gone on, the more we've realized it's not about being good with numbers. It's about um, being good knowing yourself. And that's probably the big thing. So uh, just as we wrap up this episode, um, there are some things that we do advocate for. There's there's not always a one-size-fits-all approach. And I think if you're looking for the secret of investing, you're probably in the wrong place. You can probably maybe not listen to any of the RAS podcasts because we don't have secrets uh, that have the answer to everything. Uh, We try to do our best, but we just haven't found them. Uh, We'll let you know when we do. But there are some general rules that we apply to basically everyone getting started in investing because we find as a general rule, these things tend to really help a lot of people. So maybe if we could go through these really quickly, Kate, because we will drill into these throughout the next episodes. 
One of the biggest things to do at the start is to pay off your debts. And by mm. that, we might be talking about your buy now, pay later account that maybe you've got a couple focusing on paying those off. Maybe you owe some money to friends and family. Maybe you have a credit card balance that you've been carrying around for a few years. It's really important to pay off your debt first because mm. in the case of many of these forms of debt, your money is working against you. And when we're investing, we want our money to work for us. And often with debt, our money is working against us at a rate much bigger than what we could get from investing. So our credit card debt might be growing at 20% per year It'd be very hard to invest and grow our wealth that quickly. And so if we want to move forward, we have to sort out a few of those things from our past first. Yeah. And uh, paying down debt is uh, an emotional thing as well. So not only does it make financial sense to do that, it also makes a lot of sense um, emotionally to pay those things off because you'll feel fantastic. And even just sitting down, it's very hard, but sitting down and setting a plan for paying back the debts. So you might have friends, family, uh, you might have credit cards, buy now, pay later. There are some debts which are okay, like mortgages and perhaps even hex and things like that right now. But those other ones, those high interest debts uh, are definitely something that should be on your list and order of priority. There are some strategies you can find out more on the RASC websites. Uh, but paying those down is a really good idea. Uh, the second thing is once you've done that or as you do that, um, have an emergency fund. So this is where you build your cash in a savings account or an offset account if you're a homeowner and you just build that up to a point where you feel comfortable. It might be three months, six months, 12 months longer, uh, particularly if you're nearing retirement or you have a single income household. The emergency fund is for financial emergencies, so have that because it's basically your insurance policy. And all of these things might sound like they're boring, but actually, if your stock portfolio, if your investment falls 30% tomorrow, you're going to be so grateful that you have all of these things and they'll stop you making investing mistakes because you feel more sound financially. If you have no emergency fund and you've still got a credit card charging a lot of interest because it's overdrawn... Um, and then your stock falls, you're going to feel very emotional. So yeah. try and avoid those things because it's already emotional enough. Yeah. And to me, having maybe around six months of my living expenses put aside in a high interest savings account, that helps me reduce my risk of making mistakes as an investor because I am less likely to make impulsive decisions if mm. something goes wrong. Mm. And I've got that money so I can sleep well at night. I can feel good about what I'm doing with my finances. And I can also think longer term because as you'll get, as we talk about investing this month, we talk about long-term time periods as investors. And that's one way we reduce our risk as investors, not trying to double our money in a month's time. We're yeah. taking a five to 10 plus year view and having that emergency fund allows us to make better financial decisions. Absolutely, it does. So you're already on your way to understanding the basics of investing. If you find that you've got a heap of debt and you don't have an emergency fund yet, but you want to learn, you're in the right place because you can do that for free here. But also you might even decide, like, and I'm not against this, is download one of the micro-investing apps that we'll talk about and start putting $5 away each week or each yeah. month. I still do this myself. Um, and they are sometimes automated, but they get you to start learning about investing yeah. and what it actually means. And building really good, positive financial habits. Yeah. We love automating things. So if you can automate regular payments to 
your credit card so you can pay that off quicker, if you can automate regular payments to your emergency fund. So every time you get paid each month, money, $200 is automatically transferred from that account into your emergency fund. Or you could start to automate a small $5 into a micro investing account each month. These things start to happen in the background and then you don't have to make all of these financial decisions on a monthly basis. Absolutely. And finally, just have a plan. We say this is this is pretty overwhelming when you start. It's like have a plan and you don't even know what you're going to about to do. So um, don't worry about that. We'll cover that as we go through uh, the the series. But what you should maybe just keep in mind is have a plan just to listen to all of these episodes before the end of the month. Um, and maybe the goal at the end of that is to make one investment, even if it's five bucks. And even if you just open up your notes app right now and every episode you listen to this month Jot down a couple of notes mm -hmm. from what you hear, any questions you have that you might need to do some more research or talk to an expert about, and some things that stand out to you that might be interesting to explore further. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we're going to cover heaps of different things over the next uh, nine to 10 episodes. It's really important that um, you just take those notes, just even one or two things, and you'll be able to reflect on those in your own time. But just in this episode, the beginning of our new series is what is investing? Well, we know it's a way to earn money. You invest in businesses, maybe even property, things like this. Um, we've discovered why you should invest because even if you're a good saver, you're probably not getting ahead at least nowhere near as much as an investor over the long term. Um, investing gives you more choices. It allows you to have control over your life longer term, whereas maybe saving doesn't as do that for you. Um, it can, but it, it's a different path. Um, so why don't people invest? Because there's many different things that hold them back. Some things, most things I would say that hold people back aren't actually things these days and we'll debunk some of those myths going forward. But there are some things that probably should hold you back, which is just making sure that you have your financial house in order before you get going. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about the investing universe. If you ever stared up at the stars or in, at the financial section of a newspaper and thought, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, we'll explain all of that in the next episode. And there's a heap to get to, but we're going to go on a journey together. And by the end of this month, everyone should be investing. And I think we can. So Kate, thanks for joining me. Amazing. Thanks for listening and taking this first step, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started.
answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest, and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.